Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I love, I love the spirit of prayer and what God's doing in this place. The, the prayer request, the prayer around the altar. God's moving in our church. And this church is not short of the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, we look around and we can see the many miracles and the things that the Lord has done in our church and through our church. And many times, you know, people that maybe have came to our church and they have experienced a, a service or maybe they just came to one of our events and that's a miracle in their life. They've never had someone to love them or to help them or to care for them or to deliver them food. And it's so shocking to the world. But in our church, I want it to be the normal. We want to be a blessing to any individual. We are not expecting anything in return. And some people won't, they won't do any kind of outreach unless it they get some kind of return out of it. Well, I won't do that. I wouldn't do that because you don't, you're never going to get nothing out of it. Ain't nobody ever going to come to church. It's like, when is it about that? Jesus went about doing good. How many people did he get? You know, he went about doing the Father's business, and he was out healing and blessing and, and touching and ministering. he done it because it was good. Sometimes you got to do things that are good, and you don't expect anything in return. That's why the nursing home ministry is good. You know, them people in the nursing home maybe never come to church. But that's going about being good. That's being, that's following out pure, that's pure religion, undefiled. You know, visiting the widows and, and the ones who are in despair in their time of affliction. Those are, are the true things that we need to be. And that's what our church is. And that's enough of me uh, meddling here if you have found the scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, verse number 10, very familiar scripture, I will let you know that uh, I did read this last week on Sunday, but this is a totally different message today. Man, last week we preached about a certain sound, a certain sound, and that was in verse number 8. Today we're verse number 10. Verse number 10 says... There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them are without signification. I want to preach for the next, the next few moments here on one word, voices. Voices. Lay your Bibles down and Raise your hands to the Lord. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray today, God, that you'd anoint my lips of clay, that I may speak as the oracles of God. And I'm praying today, Lord Jesus, by your power, by your anointing, God, that you would move in this place. God, that you would help me, God, to pre preach the message that you have laid upon my heart. And I'm trusting and believing today, Lord, that you are in this house and you are going to perform everything that needs to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Amen. You all can be seated in the name of the Lord. No matter who you are, no matter what your position or your 
level in life, whatever you do, we all struggle with making important decisions. We have all have struggles making important decisions and we can all raise our hands and say that I have struggled making important decisions. But uh, there is a right choice uh, uh, that we need to make. You know, so are they right choices that, uh, that Christians should make? And, and I want to tell you that yes, they are. We find out throughout the word of Jesus Christ how that we are to distinguish the, 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 what is between the voices that we hear in the world and all throughout our lives. We can find out through the word of God and through the preached word of God what we need to do and how we need to go and, and how, how we need to structure our life and how we need to live. And, and all throughout our lives, I've had trouble, and you can say you've had trouble as well, but I want to encourage you that we can listen to the right voices. There are so many kinds of voices in our world that we, that we live in, as the scriptures that we just read, and none of them are without significance. We can learn from their voices. We can identify from their voices. And we can know the difference to distinguish and to separate the different kinds of voices that we hear in our world today. There's all, all of them has an importance and all of them can, can lead us in all, and different voices can guide us in different ways. And some of those lead you down the wrong path and some of those lead you to, toward to the things that are righteous and things that are holy, but as the people of God, we need to be able to determine what voices we need to listen to and how we need to do that. So I know today that everyone under the sound of my voice has a desire, and the greatest desire upon each and every one of us that are living for God with all our heart is to know the will of God. And we all could raise our hands today and say I want to know God's will. I want to know the will of God. I want to know what God wants in my life. And you could see people oh, and maybe they have little experience in life. Anyone can tell that there are many many different ways to go in life. You know when someone comes up and they're a teenager and they're growing up there's so many different ways you can go there's so many different roads you can take if you looked at the American map and, and looked at all of the roads there's so many roads you can take and so many decisions that you can make and it's so easy to, to not know where to go there's lots of places I wanted to tell you today that you don't need to go there's a lots of things you don't need to do and I want to tell you but when you come up and you serve the Lord and you are living for God many times there are so many different ways you can go well I'll tell you what man that can go many ways if you ever talk to somebody say man I tell you that can go many ways that can, you, you don't know what they're going to you don't know what decisions they're going to make oh life can go any, any kinds of ways so often people get to that crossroads in their life and they ask that question which way is 
the is the best way. Oh, and in the, and if they take the wrong way, it and if they get on the wrong road, the implications can be devastating. I want to tell you, if you take the wrong road, it will cause a devastating thing to happen in your life. It's more serious than going down the wrong road and not knowing how to get where you're going. It's not. It's more serious than that. We're not talking about streets that are paved. We're talking about avenues through life. life life's decisions and things you need to go. Have anybody ever had to, to, to do that and had to come to that crossroads in your life whether you either go right or left, either do this or that and you've got to make a decision. Brother Dave and my mother that's here today can let you know that I have a hard time making a decision over some of the small things. That's for, I mean, some of the big things I can do pretty good. But it's just little small things like buying shoes or buying clothes or buying just something small. I, I, I sit there and I think and I make this. Well, do I really want it? Do I don't? I put it in the cart, take it out the cart, put it in the cart, walk around the store, walk, go, go back, put it back on the same shelf. Then I said, well, maybe I need to go back and get that. You know, I, I, I should go ahead. You know, then, I, then I'm trying to, you know, then I'm weighing it out because I don't want to get home so then realize that I made the wrong decision. I don't know how many trucks that got sold that I wanted before I bought mine. Because I could never make a decision. Because I, I wanted to make a right decision. You know what? I have a hard time. And many people have a hard time making the, the decisions because they're afraid they'll make the wrong decision. Because if you do make a wrong decision, it can change your life forever. If you make the wrong decision, it can come with its consequences. If you marry the wrong person, the consequences are terrible. Write that down in your little book. H2O on that one. Oh, many people today, they marry the wrong person. And then they realize... That it was a bad decision. You know what? Some things you go in that you can't get out. You know that you you get to, you get to go in, but it's a life sentence. You get to go in by signing your name and and flowers and gooey bubbles you blowing on the head as you're walking out. Ooh, it's so good. Ooh, I just love you, dear. Oh, I love you. Kiss the bride and it's so great. Oh, but then you wake up about two months later and you say, what in the world? And they start beating you and they start cussing you and they start doing things. You say, what did I happen? Maybe I should have thought this through. I tell you what, that's devastating. You say, sickness or in health, you know, richer for poor. As long as we both shall live. Well, I think you're getting ready to die. <laughs> start calling nine. You start calling them numbers. You know, I've got to figure this out. I'm not telling you that's what you need to do. I'm talking about the world, you know. This thing is a... When you make some decisions, you've got to have to live with that. When you buy a vehicle, you're going to have to live with that payment. 
You're going to have to pay that up or they're going to garnish your check. You're going to have to pay that or you're going to have to look like a fool, file a bankruptcy because you've done things that you shouldn't have done. You made decisions you shouldn't have made. I tell you what, marrying the wrong person, I tell you, it's more serious than buying a vehicle. You can always push that thing in the creek. I'm, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> but you can't push your wife over a cliff. <laughs> there was, a, there was, a, I know a brother, and some of y'all may may know that know him, and. And he, he didn't, you know, he couldn't make his truck payment. But somehow, it was parked down at the river. Oh, down at the river, Kentucky River, down there, down there in Irving. And I tell you what, the rains came and the wind blew. And somehow, that brand new Ford truck just floated all the way down and nobody knew where that thing went. Shouldn't have parked it that close to the water. Sorry, officer. Oh, man, I'm crying inside. Oh, but freedom from a payment. I'll tell you what, making decisions is very important. What voices you listen to are very important. I tell you what, if you make a wrong spiritual decision, maybe it's to leave the church. And, and some people can complicate, can contemplate leaving church. But I promise you, if you go to the wrong church, the consequences are not just temporal, but they are eternal. And where you go to church, and where what you believe, and how you live, for God and how you uh, understand and the sync with the scriptures is so important uh, I tell you what this is an eternity we're talking about when you talk with somebody that's uh, that's that's on the that's teeter totting in their walk with God the, contemplating on leaving the church and thinking about this is a very very important decision because that decision can uh, can come to an end can cause your relationship with God to come to an end and I, I I want to assure you today that the voices you listen to that tells you who to marry and that tells you where to go to church you need to make sure that it is the right voice that you're listening to the right voices many times we make decisions that are unreversible we are unable to retrace our steps. As I preached last night, there's some places you don't know where you've, how you got there. You don't know how you got there and you don't know how to get out. Oh, lots of times you can't tra retrace your steps. So, in other words, many decisions that you make are irreversible. You cannot get out of those. You can't unsay what you said. You can't undo what you said. If you murder somebody, you're going to have to do the time. If you commit adultery on your wife, you are an adulterer. And it goes with you for your whole life. Yes. Or you're adulterous. Adulterer. It goes with you all the way to the end. 
I tell you, if you if you steal, you're you, you know you 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 made that decision, and yes, God will forgive you, but there's still going to be consequences. If you break in somebody's house and you steal their TVs and you steal all their their furniture and you steal all their jewelry and you come out and you and you load it up in your trunk and the, and you and you end up getting caught and you go to to, to prison and all, lo and behold, they have a prison ministry and you say, Lord, forgive me. Lord may forgive you, but you're still in jail. You're going to have to suffer the consequences. You know what? There's people that receive salvation and mercy, but the the consequences are lifetime. Some decisions you make will go with you the rest of your life. They're not reversible. You can't go back and change it. There's no time machine. You can't go back and make things different than what they were. You can't say you can't go back and unmarry somebody. You can't go back and and and, and undo the things you've done. But you know what? God can forgive you. That's why it's so important to not make stupid decisions. Don't do the don't do crazy things, brother Dave. You know what? So many decisions. We we would like to go back. Has anybody ever said, I'd like to go back? Oh, I'd do things a lot different if I was 16 again. Oh, I'd do things a lot different if I was a little bit younger and I knew what I knew. If I knew then what I knew now, I tell you, I'd do things a lot different. But you can't go back and change what happened in a moment of sin. It could change your life. And you know what? You're going to have that consequence all the way up until they're 18. Until they die, really. Until you die. Until they, until they milk you with money out to where you can't do it, you know. Then you're sitting on the side of the street. And then they said, Dad, can I still borrow 20 bucks, you know, or whatever. You know. You have to live with it. Yeah. You may be dumb. But you know what? Those consequences will go with you Forever. I want to promise you today, it is important that the decisions that you make, we need to know. Uh, we need to make sure that this is the will of God. Because of this, we need to know God's will. We need to be guided every step of the way by the Spirit of God. And I want to tell you today, oh, we as a church, we have that privilege and opportunity to be led by the Spirit of God. The unbeliever will always get uh, uh, will always get in a mess and always do things and always make what's wrong and do the, make their own decisions. They say, "Do whatever is best for you." Well, just do whatever's best, whatever you think, whatever makes you happy. You know, sometimes making what what makes you happy at the moment will make you miserable for 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 a lifetime. Ooh, I'm so happy. Oh, he makes me happy. Oh, oh! But you know what? One time, one of these days, you'll wake up and that beautiful, sweet voice will sound like the devil, and it's, uh, it will sound like chalk on a or nails on a chalkboard, and they will look at you and say, "I hate you. I love. I hate you. I thought I love. Well, I really love you. No, I hate you. Uh, you know what? I just wish you'd get out and you kick you out of bed, and you're like, whoa." my goodness I tell you what that's why you need to be careful but the world says just do whatever makes you feel good just whatever whatever's best for you 
But we don't know what's best for us. But God knows what's best for us. Oh, many times you can go by the feelings. Oh, many people today in our world, they, they consult in soothsaying. They, they, assault, they consult in the astrologers and the fortune tellers. Oh, but I tell you what, your answer and the voice you need to listen to is not the voices of the soothsayers. It's not the voices of the, the astrologists. It's not the voices of the fortune tellers. I don't want to go get my palm read oh by anybody like that because that's not the voices I need to listen to oh many people put their trust in false prophets and they occur power from that and they feel stronger by the false prophets and the things it doesn't matter what they promise you it doesn't matter how they make you feel if it's false it will end up being eternally eternal damnation for your soul you know what they may put you in the choir of thousands of people and they may give you a mic and say sing a solo and you think you're all that in a bag of chips but I promise you if they're leading you in a false way you will lose your salvation all because you listen to the voice of a false prophet there's a lot of people that care more about Making you feel good instead of telling you the word of God. Oh, let's just make it all right. Oh, brother Dave, you're all, you're a little smooth on that. You're smooth on them drum, but we'll put you on the big stage. We'll shine the light on. We may even give you a camera shot every now and then. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd feel pretty nice, but your flesh would be like, oh, brother Dwayne, be like, oh. Mm. I used to play at the anchor, but now, now I'm on the big stage. I'm the, I'm the drummer of the year at the first church of the Frigidaire. My plaque's on the wall in the foyer. You know what? You can occur all kinds of pats on the back and all kinds of awards. Oh, but that don't matter. They may put you on TBN. They might put you on the, on the, on the, on the, on the biggest television broadcast ever. You may be able to sing on stage with some kind of famous person. Oh, but I promise you, oh, if you're listening to those voices, it will lead you to destruction. Oh, and the next thing you know, you'll find yourself in a mess. Oh, because you listen to the voice of the false prophet. They also need, many times, people, we also need to know what's next. What's next? They seek after voices of the world because they want to know what's next. You never talk to anybody, hardly. That don't, they don't want to mention prophecy or end time or they want to know what's next, what's coming up. They're not interested in salvation. Don't tell me, don't tell me how to get saved. Don't tell me how I need to live. Don't tell me about, you know, what I need to do. But just tell me about the future. Just tell me what's happening. You know what? People treat the church lots of times as, as, a, as a fortune teller or as somebody to predict the future and just let me know what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next, preacher? Let me know. Show me the prophecy. What, what's the next prophecy that's getting ready to come? You know what? I, 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 sometimes I get so sick of hearing people talking about prophecy when they don't even worry about the now. You know what? 
what? If you if you worried about prophecy and not worry about the now, you're headed for hell already, and you might as well just get ready to experience it firsthand because you're going to be here. You're going to miss the rapture of the church because all you're thinking about is prophecy. We need to learn how we need to be saved and we need to repent of our sins. I don't want to repent of all my sins. Let me know what happens in the thousand year reign. Let me know what happens when the when when's the Lord going to come back. No. I tell you, you don't need to worry about what a date. He said no man knows the hour of the day that the Son of Man comes. I tell you what, and at that particular moment as Jesus was saying, he said, even I don't know. Only the Father, only the Spirit will know when it's going to come. That that date is going to be undetermined and it's going to come at that moment when all things are fulfilled the Lord is going to come back for His church in the moment of the twinkling of an eye. At the hour you think not. You When you think He ain't coming, that's when He's going to show. If you want to find out the year and the date and the time, I promise you that when you're looking at, at down the road at a time where well, He's going to happen then, I tell you God can to come right now. Two be in the field, one taken and one left. Two be in the bed and one taken and one left. I'm telling you today that Jesus is coming back and you don't need to try to figure out what's going next. We have a privilege today to be led by God. We don't need to consult in satanic powers in order to get to to know the future. The Africans, uh, politicians, they consult in the powers of of satanic uh, sources and they often seek after the directions from all of these things. These these soothsayers and all kinds of different things, they try to find out what to do. And you see what it's done for their country. Oh, you see what what they've got out of that. You know what? We as Christians, Christians don't need to find to seek after satanic powers and call ourselves Christians. So many people that are seeking after things that are from the dead or from the devil to get to get suggestions on what they need to do. When what you need to listen to is the voice of God and to be led by God. And God has graciously given us the people of God, the Holy Ghost, to guide us. Being led by the Spirit of God is the sign of a true. Christian oh the first way you could tell that someone is a, is a true Christian is that that individual starts being led by the spirit of God that means God is directing their steps and every step they make is prayed about consulted by the pastor because they want to make sure that they're not listening to the voice of Satan because he's a deceiver he is a liar he's out to destroy your soul I'm talking to you about voices today that are in the world. Uh, but we are we can have the opportunity to be led by the Spirit of God. Romans 8 and 14 says for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Oh, when you're led by the Spirit of God, that shows that you are the Son of God. If you're not being led by God in your decisions and the things you're doing, you are not his son it'll be bad if you looked at your children and say you either do what I say or you're not going to be one of my children 
she, I'm just kidding with her. I'm just kidding, sister. <laughs> All right, Brother Dylan. He's, he's one of my sons in the gospel. Brother Dave. If we're not following after the Spirit, if we're not being led by the Spirit, oh, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. All throughout the Old Testament, the prophets seem to know the will of God. And, they, and many times you'd have to go to the prophet in order to hear what God wants that to be done. But here in the house of God, we have the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost has been given to us, to each and every one of us. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to have the Holy Ghost we're living in a blessed time in the dispensation of grace and in the dispensation of when the Holy Ghost can come and the Holy Ghost can lead you and the Holy Ghost can guide you and the Lord can move in your life I promise you today that it is possible for you to know the will of God it is possible for you to do it oh how can you know the will of God it's when you are led Led by the Spirit of God. If you're led by the Spirit of God, you'll be in the will of God. Well, I don't know if I'm in the will of God. Well, are you being led by the Spirit of God? If you're led by the Spirit of God, you are in the will of God. If you're, fo- if you're following listening to the right voices, we need to recognize what voices are telling us what we're doing. We need to recognize and distinguish the voices that are telling us where to go. So often God wants to deliver us and God wants to move in our lives. God wants to direct us. But we oftentimes listen to the wrong voice. In order for you to know the will of God, you must first recognize what kind of voices you're listening to. What kind of influences you're letting in your life. Oh, what, are you, what kind of voices are you selecting to get to, to speak into your life? Oh, I want to tell you, we need to be listening to the voice of God. He wants to deliver you from evil. He sent you a way out. He wants to lead you by the Spirit. Oh, and take you through life that you will not make a tragic mistake. He don't want you to make a tragic mistake. He don't want you to do things you shouldn't do. He don't want you to to do those things that will end up in destruction. That's why there's voices that we hear. We need to know what voices there are, right? What kind of voices? First voice I want to talk to you today about is the voice of God. The Spirit of God. This is the most important voice that we need to hear because it speaks the mind of God. Oh, I'll tell you what, John chapter number 14, or John chapter number 16 and verse number 13, it says, How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. He, For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you of things to come. Oh, that means that He will guide you and He will order your steps. And when the Spirit of God is speaking to you, He is speaking to you the mind of God. He is speaking you the things that 
God wants you to do. That's why it's so important to listen to the convictions that you have and the times when you feel the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. Has anybody ever felt convicted? Oh, Lord. Man. It's when you get in your closet, you put your clothes on, you look in the mirror and say, back to the, back to the drawing board. You're like... I don't need to wear, I'm not, oh no, I, I, I liked, I used to like this, but I don't like this no more. And the Lord starts convicting you, and you start looking down, and you say, well, I don't need that no more. Oh man, I feel, and you start feeling bad about it. Oh man, I, I don't know why, but I just don't feel comfortable doing this no more, and going here no more. You know what, that's the conviction of the Holy Ghost. If we listen to the voice of God, that will lead us into the will of God, and you won't make dumb, stupid decisions, because you are led led, and being led by God. I tell you, we've got to be led by God. On the total opposite of that would be the voice of the flesh. We talked about that a little bit today when we were when we were talking about spiritual disciplines and talking about this in our Sunday school lesson and all kinds of different things that we listen to. Uh, when you listen to the voices, that is the, the, the expression of the des- your desires and your feelings. You, have, you need to ask yourself when you listen to the voice, is this from your desire or your feelings? Is it from your desires and feelings or is this from God? People always say, well, you know, the Bible says that He'd give you all the desires of your heart. If you was if you was here, how many was here on Wednesday? If you wasn't here, did you watch the live stream? How many watched the live stream? If you don't, if you didn't, you need to. Brother Travis talked about. I know a doctor, and he talked about the heart. We've already got our heart diagnosed. Should you trust that thing? It's desperately wicked. Who can know it? Do you want to trust the heart that nobody knows and you don't know what it's doing? And do you want to trust your feelings? Well, I, I do. I hurt my feelings. Well, your feelings maybe need to get hurt. Cover my face up on that one. Sometimes you don't need to go by your feelings because your feelings can get you in trouble. Because if you go by your feelings, you know what? Feelings can get hurt. Your, your, your heart can break. Your heart can lead you in places you shouldn't go. Because that is the voice of your flesh. And your flesh says, do what is nice and easy. Take it easy on me, Pastor. You know, I've been struggling a little bit. You know, I know I should quit. I know I should have done the drugs last night. But I'm trying. I'm here. Take it easy on me. I want something easy. Have you ever heard people say that? You know, just take it easy. It was easy, easy. You know what the old timers used to call that? Easy believism. Easy believism. That's a long, that is, that is an old-fashioned word that people I don't use nowadays. But I used to have a track say, talking about easy believism. I still got that. People today would say, I hurt my feelings. I don't like it easy. First church of the ease. Easy peasy. Yeah, what you say. 
You know, easy, take it easy on me. Do whatever, whatever makes me feel good. You know, just, 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 just take it easy. I want it easy, nice and easy, but you must obey the voice. But if you, but if you obey the voice of the flesh, I promise you, it will destroy you. Oh, you must not obey the voice of the flesh. If you want to be blessed, don't follow the flesh. That almost rhymed. I'm a poet and didn't know it. I make a rhyme every time. Do you know what? If you want to be blessed, don't follow the flesh. We've been teaching about the works of the flesh. We know what that gets you. All them words you don't know what they mean, and we're breaking them down. You know what? You know if you if you study those out, we don't need to follow this flesh. We don't need to follow the desires of our heart because Romans chapter eight and verse number five it says it like this: For they are they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Don't follow after the carnal mind. Don't follow after the flesh. Don't follow after that. Oh, the voice of your flesh. The next one is the voice of your mind. The mind is your thought process and your reasoning. The voice of your mind. Well, I think it's like this. I think it's, I think, I think, I think. think. You know, a lot of people say, I think, I think, I think. You know, if the pastor had had a, the, the the start of every conversation, you know, they said, "Well, I, pastor, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think." You know, you know, it reminds me of that old country song. I'm not gonna sing it, but he said, "I do admit, I got a thinking problem." You're always on my mind. You say, I got a thinking problem. And so many people in the church has a, a thinking problem. They overthink. They, they think too much or they think too little. A lot of people around here, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm looking at Brother Dave. They think too little. You know, and all of us can say that we've thought too little. You know, there's times that Brother Dwayne's thought too little, and maybe he should have thought something through. And maybe he should, and Brother Dylan, maybe you've thought too little, you know. But sometimes our mind, we can't go by what we think, because what we think may not be in the Word of God. I promise you today that the mind is the most wonderful gift that God has given to every man, but our mind can never be sent on vacation I'm just taking a mental break my mind I'm just out of my mind it's wonderful to have a mind and if you're if you ain't got a mind here today Lord help you you need to get a brain you don't need to be going to the Wizard of Oz to get one if I only had a brain. <laughs> it's 
Sometimes people make decisions and you say, well, they must not have thought that one through. Their mind, because they listen to the voices of their mind, their own thought process and their reasoning. Have you ever laid in bed and you've thought so much that you couldn't sleep? I hate those, those strong back, weak mind jobs. Us men, have you ever done those? Strong back, weak mind jobs. They could, they could bring in a monkey. And, and say, here, do this. And the monkey could do the job, maybe even do it better than you. But you know what? <laughs> because it's just one of those strong back, weak minds. You, you don't have to think. You're just moving. moving. It'd be like, it'd be like your, your only job would be doing this, taking this bottle and going. For 12 hours, you're just... I've done those jobs. You're just, part goes around. Sister Angie, she's worked at Mid-South. She's probably done those jobs. You just sit there. While you're doing those things, your mind, your mind is the enemy's playground. An idle mind is the territory where the devil works and he gets in your thoughts. And I promise you today, if you listen to the voice that's in your mind, you're going to make some bad decisions because there's been times when I've been at work and I've left work so mad, uh, that madder than I was when I went to work because all the day I was working, I was thinking about, well, wonder what they meant when they said that. Well, oh, man. I say the part, and you're just playing scenarios in your mind, and your mind's going crazy. And before you know it, you're listening to the voices of your mind, and then you then you get out of work and say, "Well, I just wait till I get out of work, and I'm gonna tell them, I'm gonna give them a piece of my mind. You better hold on to your mind. You might need that." You know what? I'm gonna give that. To, I'm gonna give them a piece of my mind. And you know what? It's because you've been listening to the voice of your mind, and it's gonna get you in a mess. And many people are depressed because they're listening to the voice of their mind, and they make things bigger than what they really are. And before you know it, you start thinking that people said something that they didn't say. You start thinking that people did something they didn't do. And a lot of people that listen to their mind, it almost causes them to get a divorce. But they say, well, Brother Dave, I'm just doing this as a, as a, as a scenario. This has never happened or hopefully never happened. <laughs> Sister Sarah would be like, well, Brother Dave, he's normally home from work at this time. We know that ain't true yet. But, you know, I'm just kidding with Brother Dave. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's, it's coming. You know, well, Brother Dave, he, he's normally home by this time. Oh. He didn't say he was going anywhere after work. Wonder if he stopped by that woman's house he'd been talking to at work. Yeah, I say he are. I say that's where he's at. Oh, before you know it, your mind had done played a scenario. I'm gonna drive over to their house, and you find out that he was helping a poor lady across the street, or whatever. He was blessing somebody, praying for somebody, or whatever he was doing to doing the will of God. And you know what? It could play in your mind. Have you ever done that? Mm. Mm. I've thought things, you know what? Preacher be preaching, and he's preaching about the about things, and all the time, all of a sudden, your mind's going. You're still all back on my third point. You still ain't got over that because your mind starts speaking to you. Well, wonder if he'd rant that from me. 
wonder if he was talking about, wonder what he's saying. Wonder if somebody told him something. You know what? You know what? I wonder if what somebody said to him. You know what? And so oftentimes when the preacher's preaching, ain't nobody told him nothing about the, but the Holy Ghost. But people in their mind say, well, they must have said something. Wife must, and the preacher starts preaching against the husband. You know, the husband said, well, she must have called the pastor last night. I just know that she told him that we got in a fuss last night and I cussed her and I said things. He knew that, oh, she must have called him. You know what? I, I'm, you know what? It didn't even happen. Just the preacher just started preaching about cussing. He started preaching about yelling and beating your wife. You know, it's all listening to the voices of your mind. We've got stinking thinking, right? There's too much reasoning can turn you into a fool. And you can become consumed by something. Every foolish person you, you, you meet in the world are always overthinkers. They're big thinkers. They, they, they do things crazy. They're always make up things. And everything's just, a, just so drawn out. It's, a, it's, a, it's everything's just so mystery. Oh, and they're thinking all this stuff. And so, well, I, I was thinking this. I was thinking that. And, and you know, and all this stuff. And you start thinking. You start listening to the voices of your mind. It become, you become a fool. And people look at you and say, What in the world are you thinking? I will never do that. But being a fool, it complicates the Spirit of God. It will always come against and be contrary. And it is the enmity against God. It is always going against the Spirit. Sometimes you got to get out of your mind. That's why Paul said... Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who made of himself of no reputation. But he was obedient even unto death, even the death of the cross. I'm telling you today, that happened because he did not be led by his mind. He wasn't overthinking that. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. The voice, number four, the voice of the devil. The voice of the devil probably doesn't sound like what you think the devil sounds like. The devil's voice, it doesn't go, <laughs> you know, it ain't all scary. The devil has got the sweetest little voice, seducing. He is so subtle, subtle. However it be. Oh, he just tippy toes in your ear and he says, Ooh, bet you want to do that, don't you? Oh, I think you should do that. Oh, it would be great. And you know what? He can convince you to do anything. Oh, he's very deceptive. Oh, he doesn't sound evil. He sounds good. Oh, I like what I hear. Oh, come on now. Come on, baby. Let me, let me hear some more of that. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Come on. What's happening? Oh, what's the view? Woo, man, I like what I hear. You know what? If you listen to the world, you'll like what you hear. I tell you what, when you come to the house of God, lots of times you don't like what you hear because you're hearing the correction of the Holy Ghost and God directing you. I tell you what, and the voice of the Lord gets you out of your comfort zone. But when you listen to the voice of, of the devil, 
He leads you in deception. In deception. He, he leads you the wrong way. And he starts confusing you. Oh, to where you don't know what voices is what you need to listen to. I'm talking to you today about voices in your life that speaks to you. Are you going to listen to the devil? He may sound sweet, but I promise down underneath he has bad intentions to you. Sometimes I, I, I've, I've seen people get in relationships and oh, they say all the right words. But he just said everything I needed to hear. <sighs> she just said all the right words. She even said she likes to clean. And I don't like to clean. Oh, she's even going to cook. Wow, the stove gets, it will actually be turned on. The devil, you know, I've seen, I've seen people. They all they say all the right words, you know. You know what? The, that that man comes and he delivers you flowers and he gives you sends you flowers to work and he comes and he opens your door and he says all the stuff, all them poems and all them sweet romantic things that he got off Pinterest. And he wouldn't have known about it unless somebody told him that Pinterest has all these cool sayings that you can you can say to your girlfriend. And you know what? They ain't romantic. They can just memorize a quote. And know what? They're all listening. Oh, man, that sounds good. I like that. Ooh, we're going to dance underneath the stars. I love looking at the stars. You know, we're going to do all that. You're listening to the wrong voices. You know, it sounds sweet. But I say, hey, that boy's up to no good. Oh, no, Daddy. He's a good boy. Same way with... With men, he would say that that girl, you know, she's she's in, she's up, she's up, she's gonna lead you away from the Lord. I can tell she she don't really love the Lord, and so they come to church just to get you, and then when they got you, they get out. Sounds good, doesn't it? It's the it's the devil. People say, well, the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it. You wanted to do it. You did it because you chose to do it. It's because you chose to listen to those voices. Man, this is so good, I don't want to quit. I'm going to have to hurry up and hit the the brakes. The voices that we listen to, the voices of the devil, it will confuse us. Have you ever just been like, man, so many voices. Reminds me of when I was in Bob Evans. I was getting ready to order my food. And they said, I was in Indiana. Bob Evans, I was sitting there. All these voices was going on. It come to my turn. I like my turn to tell what I want to eat, don't you? Hallelujah. I said, I want some of that war for chicken. War for chicken. I was I was a little country boy and didn't go out to eat much, but I tell you what, I let my country accent come out. It was called wildfire chicken or something. Wildfire chicken or something. I called it war for chicken. War I want some war for chicken. And I said, What side what sides do you want? And here I was. Huh? What size do you want? 
What signs? And it was like, I mean, this, I don't know where, I don't know where they were from. I, I, where I was from, they didn't talk like that. What signs do you want? Huh? What signs do you want? I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe medium? About medium? And everybody in the table started laughing. Not size, sides. What sides do you want? I said, I'm sorry, there's too much echo in here. I couldn't hear. There was a lot of echo in the room. I did not, I thought for sure she said size, but she really said sides. They both sound the same to a country boy, but they have two totally different meanings. Right? Sometimes the voices you hear leaves you confused. <laughs> I wonder what she's going to bring now. <laughs> Did she? You know, I hope, she, I hope this is medium. I said, is this medium? <laughs> and it came out. It looked like a regular piece of chicken. <laughs> but it was the voices that I was listening to around me. that They, they were so loud that they silenced the voice I should have been hearing. And that's the way our world is. There's so many loud voices. Man, it's loud in here. Not right here. I almost heard a church mouse tweet a little bit. But so many voices, so many, so loud. Almost deepening. When the Lord speaks to you, many times it gets confusing. It's hard to tell the voices. We need to listen to good, godly voices. There's all kinds of voices as I'm closing. Speaks to your lives. The voices of the prophet. The voices of your pastor. That's something you need to have echo in your mind. You might not like my voice. Maybe you do. If you don't like it, you need to get it in your head. You need to listen to my voice until you get mad enough to change. So they get out of your head. I got to get this voice out of my head. I better do what he said. The voice of your pastor. You need to hear the voice of your pastor when he's preaching. When he's teaching you. When he's talking to you one-on-one. Listen to the voice of your pastor. There's also voices of your friends. Sometimes your friends will get you in trouble. Don't listen to those friends. Sometimes your good, godly friends, the voices that they teach, they tell you things you need to do to help you in your walk with God. The voice of your parents. I say Brother Dwayne still hears the voice of his mother. When he wakes up, when he goes to do something, yeah, I remember mom said, I better not do that, so I ain't going to. I still hear I still hear the whip I still hear the belt coming out of daddy's pants, you know. I I'm I don't need to you know, I, I heard mama you know say this and my, my dad said this, you know, I you know, you still hear the voice of your parents. You need to listen to your voice of your parents all throughout your life, in your head, in your mind, your memory. And even now, you need to listen to your parents. You're a child in here. Honor thy father and mother. For this is the first commandment with promise. The Bible says, 
Honor thy father and mother and your days shall be long on the earth. If you want your days to be shortened, start dishonoring your parents. That voice is a voice you need to listen to. The voice of your spirit, your own personal spirit. The voice of your spouse, lots of those voices you hear can be good or bad. The voices of your circumstances, the things you've already done can speak to you. I've done had I have this circumstance. It speaks to me day and night. You know what? Cain killed Abel, and Abel's blood spoke. The consequences still speaks today. Your consequences of your sins can speak to you. Say, I ain't gonna do that no more. Listen to those voices, and also the voices of your own will. All these voices can determine. The outcome of your life. Let's all stand. The voices in our lives. What decisions shall we make? Where should we go? Everyone needs to listen to the right voices. Anytime someone claims to to be directed by the Spirit of God, they need to remember all of these voices exist. Are you sure you're hearing the voice of God or are you hearing your voice yourself? I've had, I've had it. People say, well, the Lord told me. Is it the voice of God or is it the voice of your friends? Is it the voice of your wife, husband? Is it the voice of your circumstances? Is it the voice of of, of your own comfort? Are you being led by another person? Some people say, well, I feel God want, wants me to leave the church when it's really the voice of their husband. Or, or the voice of their, of their wife. Pat, you know, the wife said, I'm getting out of here. I ain't ever come to church here. So, the, so the, the husband comes and say, Pastor, we prayed about it and we feel like it's God's will for us to leave church. I'd be like, you know, you know Pastor would be like, uh, no, I'm sure your wife nagged you all the way in here and said, you better go tell him or I'm going to. That's not the voice of God. We need to learn today. Is this the voice of God or, or the voice of, of a family member? We need to listen to the right voices. That will choose, let us choose the course in our lives. We need to find out the true meaning behind what is being said to us. So many voices be led by the right voices. Let's raise our hands and pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity, Lord, today. Lord, to hear your voice, God, in this house. God, allow us, Lord Jesus, to determine what is right and what is wholesome and godly oh we need to know the difference oh uh, uh, of what is is the voices of the of the devil or it's the voices of God oh we need to know the difference oh what we're hearing oh I want to hear the voice of you I don't want to be led by my circumstances I don't want to let be led by some other person but I want to be led by God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I got to 
hear your voice. I got to know what your will is. Oh, I know today, God, that you're leading people in the ministry to do the things you want them to do. But God, allow them, Lord Jesus, to be led by the right voices to do the right things and to, to, to obey and, to, and be the what you want them to be in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Let's find us a place of prayer here this afternoon in Jesus' name. How many wants to hear the right voice today? Be led by the Lord. Let's pray.